Welcome to Recovered 1440, the Cabin Fever Sessions, Episode 2. Um, this is a, re- a podcast about recovery, people suffering from addiction. There are 1,440 minutes in a day, and that's how we recover, one day at a time. Uh, need to do some legal stuff, get that out of the way. Me and my friends and my guests are part of a 12-step fellowship that wishes to remain anonymous at the level of media and press and not allied with any sect denomination, politics, yada, yada, yada. That said, if you are struggling with addiction, get yourself online, um, type in 12-step meetings near me and I'm sure you'll find a solution. Um, I'm joined today by a good friend of mine who has been through my journey. He'll tell you a little bit about what life was like, what he did and what his life's like today. And then after that, we shall have a little chat. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Pearl. Yeah, nice one, Bob. Thank you, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, you good. Do well. Yeah, it's good to be here, mate. Looking handsome as ever. <laughs> Likewise, bro. Yeah, trying to visualise our dream. So, yeah, if you'd be so kind, mate, just do what we do at the meetings, which is to do your chair. Tell me your story. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, thanks for having me. And what a great platform this is, an opportunity, mate, um, to get this message out there, you know. Um, unfortunately, this wasn't about when I first come in. So, you know, I had to go through my doctor, um, through um, some local health care centres, you know, through the NHS and to be honest with you mate, I don't think they're quite as informed as what I needed them to be, you know, until I actually bumped into some addicts in recovery in a 12-step fellowships and from that point on mate, you know, it did get a little bit worse but, you know, I found where I needed to be in the end and got myself in that position but, um, yeah, a little bit about how I got there I suppose, first and foremost, you know, good childhood, um, growing up good, you know, like, I brought my kids to have, you know what I mean, didn't witness any trauma, there was none of that going on, um, I know a lot of people deal with some stuff that, you know, they can sort of almost look and say, yeah, because of that, because of that, I had nothing, I had a good upbringing, you know, and I like to share that, because um, I think it's quite important, you know, yeah, a lot of people sort of can sort of offload some of that stuff, and you know, admittedly, I know good people in this fellowship that would, would say that they use that as an excuse, you know, but I had no reason, no excuse, nothing to blame it on, mm. you know, and uh, my brother and sister are not addicts, you know what I mean, so this this tells me that this stuff's in me, you know, and I'm, I just react differently to alcohol and drugs, you know, growing up with teenage years, weed, smoking mm-hmm. weed, you know, I think we all go through that little, uh, <laughs> that little phase, and, uh, you know, it was cool, it was good, it was fun, you know what I mean, although I didn't enjoy it, you know, looking back now, knowing what I know, I look back and uh, I never enjoyed it, but I've still done it. You know what I mean? Not really knowing why. Probably to fit in with the, with the cool kids that I like to hang about with, I suppose. Um, yeah, you know. Then the alcohol come along, weed and alcohol don't mix, but alcohol was never a big thing for me. Mm. You know, alcohol was okay, you know, but it wasn't until I tried cocaine. That's when it's like, I was, oh my God, look what's happened now. Mm. Look where I'm at. Look at this feeling. Look at this. Look at... And it just, it, it got me there, mm. you know. Immediately the weed stopped. You know, cocaine's there, weed stops. Alcohol and cocaine, we know they go together, so that just fueled that, you know. Um, what became very apparent was that very quickly, not only was I lying about how much I was using, mm. within a month or two of my first line of coke, it was also the fact that I wouldn't drink alcohol without cocaine. Mm. Like, if it meant just having a couple of beers and knowing that I could, you know, at this time I wasn't dependable on it, you know, if it meant having a couple of beers somewhere, 
knowing that I couldn't get cocaine, I wouldn't have them come mm. in beers, you know? It was like, I don't want it because it ain't gonna be enough for me. Mm. And I almost knew that without sort of knowing it at the time, you know, subconsciously I sort of knew that. But yeah, man, I wish I had that fucking power of choice <laughs> in the end, you know? Um, Cause I just didn't, you know? And it, it cost me dearly. The things that I've done in the end, you know, this, this progressive illness that we have, you know, I was a nice kid, grew up from a good background, you know, and um, the progression of the illness made me act in ways that I wouldn't have normally done, you know. I started dipping into other people's money, mm. you know, my dad's got his own successful roofing company that I'm part of, and uh, you know, when them vans need some diesel, mate, I need some cash, you know, and the first time I actually, I actually dipped into that was completely innocent. I accidentally spent a score and forgot about it. And then it was like, every time after that I'm thinking, well, oh, I forgot about it that one time, I got away with it, I can do that again. Mm. And we're talking like years this was going on for, you know, my dad's a wise man, he wouldn't be successful, you know, and he can see these things. And uh, hence the trackers and all the bands, all that started at the beginning, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's cost me two relationships with my children's mums. I've got four kids with three women, that's an headache on its own, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, but the point I'm getting at is that every time I've got out of one relationship, it got worse. You know, I got with another one, it had calm, and then I'm back, mm. you know, and uh, I got with my now wife, and you know what, it was always pay the dealer. Don't have the dealer come to the door, make sure the dealer's paid, and that kept me in check. This time I was like, Do you know what, enough's enough now put everything into this, you know. Um, I met Selena, my wife, and um, you know, she got pregnant, and I was like, okay, enough's enough now, let's, let's focus everything, all the money in, a joint bank account, boom, the lot. Thinking that I could save myself for myself, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Not understanding this illness, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, of course, I'm trying to put all my money into this, and I'm still out there, so I can't just switch this off. You know, I don't know about this driving fault in my head that tells me to go and get it. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'll do it. And from that comes some dark, dark stuff. You know, I started making up some serious debt with people. Um, and, you know, all of this time I'm using indoors mm. on my own. You know, my wife didn't get on it. So it's on my own, you know, thinking that's okay. I'm not harming anybody. Four young children, you know engaged to this woman who loves me. Stepson that I've got. When I realised how bad it was getting was when, so I asked my wife to marry me. Before that I asked my father-in-law for his blessing and he said yes. My wife said yes. He didn't give us some money, right? As a, like a gesture to buy this, buy a wedding dress. You know, I haven't got a lot. Mm. And um, that money, meant so much to her. Her dad then died, you know, dropped down with an aneurysm and um, she was broken, she was eight months pregnant, her dad just died, you know, I was at work, she's phoned me up, my, my dad's dying, my dad's dead, so I'm at work, so I'm coming down the ladder, I'm getting in the van, before I go to her, I'll go to the dealer's house. Yeah. My head tells me to do that, mm. not knowing why. How can I justify it? How does my head justify that? Mm. You know, uh, you know, her dad's dead. From getting down off that roof to my van, something in my head can come pick up. Go and meet your dealer first. No one suspects it. So I did it, and I'm there, and her dad's in there trying to doing CPR on him, and I'm I'm there, with my wife. 
holding up, but I've got a bit of gear in my pocket, that's all I really care mm-hmm. about, you know what I mean? Like, that is awful, mm-hmm. you know, and that, after that point, I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is out of control. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't enough for me to stop. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough. I mentioned the money. Her dad's now dead. Six hundred pound or whatever it was for a wedding dress. That's upstairs in my wardrobe in a box. You know what I mean? I've exhausted all the other options to go and get stuff to pay. Never to pay off a dealer. If I'm paying off a dealer, I'm making sure it's one that I can clear a debt with. That I might only owe fifty quid to, mm. so I get more. Mm. You know, the big boys that owe the big money. They're, they're I'm running scared from them. Mm. So the day finally comes where I just, I've exhausted everything. I cannot get any more money. The answers to all my problems are up in that box. Mm. You know, so I'll get clever. I'll take a score out of that bit and a score out of that bit. It got me 40 quid and I'm going to put it back. Mm. You know, I have every incentive of putting that back. I mean it, you know, with every part of me. That I'm going to put this back. And I even tell myself complete bullshit, mm. complete lies that I just completely believe in. I'm getting a free grand pay rise at the end of the week, you know, and I believe that. Mm. So I'll go and dip in it again. And then I wake up the next morning thinking, why would I think that? Mm. You know, I'll take another 40 quid, I'll take another 40 quid. So it's visi- visibly obvious that that money has gone. Mm. So I'll take the rest of it. Yeah. And then I'm dreading the day that she comes in and goes up there. Because it's going to happen. Mm. She's, she's going to go and buy a wedding dress one of these days. And I'm too scared to say anything about it. Every time she goes upstairs, my heart's beating out my chest mm. in fear. You know, and the day comes, and I think fast. Luckily, I wasn't there. Think fast. Blame some excuse at work. Didn't want to bother. I needed that. I thought I was going to put it back. Didn't quite work out the way. She believes me. Why wouldn't she not? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like, wow, this is a sign. I need to stop now. This is getting serious. It was, got away with that. Yeah. Let's go again. It's exhausting. Mm. And that's not who I wanted to be, Bob. That's mm. not who I am, you know? And, um,. Yeah, it, things like that continued to happen, you know, and uh, it got to the point where they clued on what was going on, you know. I tried exhausting the old gambling one. Ah, oh, gambling, that's where it's all going, because I see that as a better alternative to being a drug addict, mm. you know, but truth down, mate, all these addictions are all the same, and they will take from you. Mm. They will strip you down until you've got nothing, until you've got no one, mm. uh, until you're on your own, and then ultimately, you know, if you're lucky, you, you won't die. Mm. And you'll survive and you'll have opportunity. I had plenty of opportunities and I just kept knocking them back, you know. Um, the day come when I come into these meetings to shut my family up. Mm. It ain't gonna work. Doing it for other people will not work. No. And I've tried that for a long time. You know, my sobriety date is uh, 19th of March 2019. Oh, God, you know, 18th of March 2019. I didn't wake up that day and think, Do you know what, I've had enough of this. 19th of March 2019, I did not wake up and say today's going to be my day one. To me, it was another day of living in hell. Mm. At that time, there was no way out. You know, four and a half years down the line, I sit here, a changed man from that day one. Mm. You know, I heard someone say the other day, is it day one or is it just one day? You know, and that's powerful. You know, I didn't ever really think about that. You know, what I'd done different this time around was... I was just done. Mm. I had nothing more to give. My family was crumbling away from me. My wife had kicked me out. My parents didn't know what to do. I'm laying on the kitchen floor crying around my mum and dad's ass. Mm. Saying as much as I want to stop, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to go again. Mm. And I don't know why. I can't get a day. 
I used to write down, I started writing all my thoughts and feelings, what I'm doing to people. The whole family was arguing, both sides of the family was arguing. So no one knew what to do with me. Her family said, you've got to leave him, he's no good. He's... But she loved me, and we got a kid. My family, they don't want her to leave me. They want me to be okay, but they just don't know what to do. You know, we took, we made a decision actually to put me on some sort of house arrest where I was just three weeks, just battered, just stay indoors, you ain't going out nowhere. Mm. You know, bolted down actually, you just stay in here. And that's when I started writing, and I started a journal, and I started day one, writing all this stuff down, pages and pages and pages. Day two, day three, four and eight, I'm not, I'm not weak. Mm. Never got a week in my whole life since I started. A week. I've actually earned it a week, you know, powerful stuff. You know, and then we had a couple more, kept going and going. And then about, I want to say just before 30 days, I went back into the meeting. Mm. I was allowed back out in the real world, if you like, you know, and I was changed. Mm. You know, there was there was some prior, you know, I said I was going to meetings before this and I knew I knew what the solution was, you know, I knew that there was a solution in the 12 steps and, you know, you hear a lot about God and, you know what, it's a God of your own understanding how it was put to me and honestly, like, we've all got some sort of conception of God. I know that when I'm there and the dealers are coming around my ass and I'm terrified mm. and I'm going, please, 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 that person, that please, 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 who I'm talking to, is my conception of God. Mm whether I'm scared or whether I'm fighting. Mm. You know, that conception's there. So I had that and I had a belief uh, that it will guide me. It, it told me that when I'm saying something that was a bit dishonest, it'd go, ooh, not that, do that. Mm. Can't be saying that, mm. you know? And uh, <laughs> sometimes I corrected myself, sometimes I didn't, that I'm human. And uh, apologies, I'll do that. That's my bad. Carry on. Um, so, I embarked on this journey through the steps. Um, before I embarked on this journey through the steps, you know, I found someone sort of doing what I'm doing now, really, sharing his journey, and he shared that with me, and I could relate to the things he was saying. You know, I could relate to the, the pain he was causing his loved ones, as much as he didn't want to do it. Mm. You know, I used to wake up in the morning hating what I was doing, hating what I was doing to my family, I was doing to myself. And I had no other way of shutting that noise up mm. than to go again, causing more pain, you know. And I, I knew nothing more, and this is what this guy showed me. He showed me a way out, you know, and this 12 steps have saved me. And that is my experience, you know. There's many other ways, but you know, if you're asking me today, what was the best thing that I could have done in that state that I was in, mm. I believe I've done it. You know, I've tried all sorts of stuff. I've been hypnotised. I've been, I've been key. I've had key workers. I've I've done all sorts. You know, it, it wasn't working. And I have nothing against all of these things because I think they help millions of people around the world. But for me, I, I needed a whole new change of life, and that's what that's what it was given to me. If my phone's ringing on the weekend. It's work. Mm. I'm busy today. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a, a, I'm part of a family business that I once stole from, and I'm trusted to make important decisions. I've just come back from two days in Morton Towers with my two daughters, mm -hmm. who wasn't allowed to be around me. I've got a wife who trusts me. We're, we're saving money to buy a house, you know. 
life today is full of all these little moments that that I've just become aware of that I can just like for instance on the way here a bus is pulled over on the other side and a guy comes screaming out on his bike around a bus and I, I nearly took him out and I was like why are you in a hurry you need to slow down I turn left go to the bottom of the road and a woman pulls out at me and I'm telling her to hurry up because she's taking her time I notice myself today and I laugh and I thought wow Little things like that, it's just like, I'm telling this guy to slow down straight away. You know, that for me is what my high power, that's what my God does. It shows me, well, why don't you do that? Listen to your own advice, mm. you know. And um, I found a great way of doing that, and it's called meditation. Just to clear everything away. Oh, big breath, and just, just become aware of your faults. And you know what, nine times out of ten, it brings a smile to my face today. Mm. You know, what I put out into this world certainly comes back. And... Uh, that's no coincidence that we're sitting here today, you know, we've got very close on this journey we've both been on. Mm-hmm. You know, people that we see and we try and help every day by doing this stuff, they're not helping people, mm-hmm. you know. And the message is, you know, if you're listening to this, this is that one day you're going to have such a valuable thing because there's no, you know, there's no rights to ownership of being an addict if you believe you're an addict then believe that you can recover mm-hmm. you know and then believe that you can help others recover you know and that's where the magic is for me you know what I mean passing it onwards mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here today if people didn't do that mm-hmm. you know and I'm a gratitude to them you know um, you know what if I can be part of that part of this ever turning wheel of recovery you know where are we going to be in 10 years mm-hmm. 20 years I'd like to think I'd be clean and sober you know what I mean? And it's like, there's no other option. There's no other option than, than this, you know. Um, I'm a happy man today. A really happy man. And you know what? You don't have to go down to them depths. You know, if you're... When I was in my 20s, I was always like, I've got my whole life to think about stopping. I didn't have that choice in the end. It doesn't need to get to that. Mm. You know, if you're in your 20s and you're thinking, maybe I should be doing this, that's your good conscience or your intuition or whatever it is you want to call it speaking to you, telling you, you know, maybe it's time, you know. We're, we're blessed with such ease of getting information today. Mm-hmm. A couple of taps on the keyboard, on your phone or whatever, and there's, there's so much there at our fingertips, you know. Um, just go and get it. Go and get a piece of it and just make it yours, you know, and I can guarantee you, your life will never be worse. Mm. <laughs> it will never be worse it's always <laughs> going to be better you know so uh, yeah yeah I think I think that I'll leave that there but. that's beautiful pal. that's really beautiful mate I've, I've got a few questions for you like you said we've, we've become close throughout this journey and exchanging ideas and learning off of each other um, what's what's but as part of the process, tell me a little bit more about the 12-step process and what you underwent as part of that. I know like, we want to let people have their own journey through the steps, but any particular highlights that stood out for you as part of that? Yeah, looking at myself, mm-hmm. looking at the things I've buried deep. Mm. Um, but there's 12 steps, you know, you're not going to just jump straight in in the middle of them. First and foremost, you have to look at the, the, the reasons why you're here, why you're even thinking about the 12 steps, and that is because you are powerless, mm. you know. Um, and when I say powerless, you know, it's talking like, 
you do the same things over and over again, you're getting the same results, it's causing you pain, but you keep on doing it. Mm. Yeah, and you don't know why. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where step one comes in and it shows you. So if anything, you know what? That, that, that's got to be the one for me where it's actually, yeah, I'm here because I am, I am, I am broken. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's okay. You know what I mean? And you learn about this obsession that we suffer with and and how we cannot stop once we begin. Mm. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, looking at myself, all the things that I'd done that I thought I was going to take to the grave, that was the biggest thing for me. Mm. And being able to talk about that stuff. To free yourself from it. Yeah. Mm. You know, I shared some stuff just now that I'm not proud of. No. But that unlocks someone else, you know what I mean, to open up and speak. They might go, oh, I've done something similar. Yeah, yeah. Then that's what I, that's all I needed. Mm. A bit of encouragement from a guy who shares some stuff with me. You know, I'm thinking, I'm telling him stuff. He's like, is that all? This is what it is. This is, yeah. You this know, is killing my soul. The geezer's doing a crossword. Yeah. A million times <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but that feeling of um, not being alone. You know, I always thought I was the only one doing this mental shit and the madness and then I come into the rooms and I hear other people talking about it and I realise finally I'm not alone, you know. Um, but I find that interesting as well. Because I went through life thinking that it was everyone else's fault, It was I was never to blame, and I come away from, from steps four and five with a list of character defects that I didn't even know existed, mm. that alone bother me on a daily basis, you know. Um, but yeah, that growth, like... I think when we come into recovery, we think we've got a, a drink or a drug problem, and then we realise that our, it's our thinking that's stinking. You know, we're um, fear-based. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand the concept of fear either as a child. You know, being scared of things mm -hmm. and having the ability to talk to other people. What's um, fellowship like for you? Unity. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you know, to to come in and, and to realise you're not the only one that's tiptoeing around the front room at silly o'clock in the morning. You know. Just think these people are like me. Mm. They actually get it. You know. What I found is that you actually start speaking to people inside the fellowships, inside the twelve step fellowships, more than you do speak to people outside of them. Mm. The people I used to call friends. There wasn't friends. They're people that tell me how to do God knows what at three o'clock in the morning in someone's kitchen. Mm. You know, they're not gonna tell me what they've done to help them, you know. Um power of this fellowship is that I can go to Benadorm on a steak do with 15 guys, be the only clean and sober one there, <laughs> and go to a meeting in Spain. Mm, powerful. Yeah, and feel welcomed. Mm. That's that's fellowship for me. Mm. Not knowing these people, but identifying with them straight away that I feel at home. Mm. You know, and that I can talk to them freely without any worry. Mm. So that that's the power of fellowship for me, mm. you know. What's your um, understanding? We touched, spoke, spoke a little bit about God, about a higher power. What's your What's your conception, or how does that work in your life today? What do you understand that to mean? So, if you'd have asked me a year ago, I'd give you a different answer to yeah. what I'm giving you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, today, I feel as though I've been put into a position where I'm able to make good choices and good decisions, also make bad ones still. But I have a trust within myself and a belief within myself to make these good choices. For me, the goal is, is to is to look, is to help people. Mm. Is to give off good energy, mm. right, and bring some of that back into my life. You know, I can easily get this massive ego, and I have done recently, and it's it's not a good thing. You know, it, it leads to another lo a load of different things. My conception of God today is 
trust, freedom, guidance, that I can do it. Mm. That I can make the right call today. Mm. You know, back then, when I first come in, it was an awareness, it was a consciousness of a making, turning a light. Today, it's not much different, to be honest, but it's just so much more dominant in my life, you know mm. what I mean? It's so like, it's beautiful. Mm. You know, my children see me praying, they see me, me they see me meditating, and it's great. Mm. You know, they, they, they believe in that, and it's beautiful. It's awesome, yeah. Yeah. So what, tell know, me about writing, pal, because you write a lot, don't you? Yes. <clears throat> so, what does that do for you? It, 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 it gets, it's things out of me that I never knew I was even thinking. Hour of the pen. Yeah. I wake up, and it's the first thing I do. Mm. You know, and I just just sit there, and it's what is, what's on my mind? Mm. You know, I, I just write. I write what's there, how I feel about it. Um, affirmations. Anything that makes me believe in myself a little bit more, nice. because I know that I'm capable, and I know that I'm put here for a reason, mm. and I know that I know about all the miracles that had to happen for me to be here, mm. you know, and even the fact that I nearly destroyed my life and my family's life, I've still got everything today, mm. more than I thought I'd ever have. So I express gratitude for that. Mm. I write a gratitude list every day. And you know what, sometimes I'll just get that pen, I'll put it on the paper, and I don't even know what's going to come out. Mm. Um, but I do that first thing in the morning every day, because I need to check in with myself before I start looking at my phone, start reading work emails, mm. I start whatever else is going on. You know, I need to make sure that I'm cool. Centre yourself. Yeah. The start of the day. Yeah, I need that. So, and writing helps you do that. Mm. How about um, discipline, consistency? Has that been important? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is massively. I bought myself a nice bath. That took some discipline. That mm -hmm. took some consistency. It's eased off because I love an excuse not to do it. I went on holiday and I've just not got back into the swing of things. But, you know, it's okay. But I have to be disciplined. So if I feel resistance towards something, to do, towards doing something, it usually means I need to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've come to learn that, you know what, yeah, just do it. Don't think about it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, or not do it, as the case may be, mm -hmm. you know, because you can also be disciplined not to do something, mm -hmm. you know, act on defects, for instance, lust or, or um, dishonesty, you know, sometimes we can we can look at them and think, oh, I'm better off not doing that. Mm -hmm. Poking my nose in, <laughs> where I don't belong. <laughs> I need discipline for that because I want to get involved and I want to tell other people what they need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Let them find out themselves. <laughs> and it's hard, and I get tested every day about that. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. discipline definitely needs to come in there. And like you said, with the consistency of doing these things, you start to see, you start to feel this different oh, like awareness within yourself, you know, and it's beautiful. Mm. It is beautiful. What, what do you hope for, for the future? Or what do you see for the future? <sighs> do you know what? I've got things I enjoy to do. Mm. So I, I love my music, as you know. Mm. I love football. I love spending time with my kids um, and my family going away. I, I like a lot of stuff. In the madness, everything I thought I liked had cocaine attached to yeah. it. I want to go listen to the music, but it's about getting out of my nut in a rain mm. somewhere. I want to go and watch football, but it's about spending more time in the toilets than yeah. I do watching the football. Yeah. I want to go take the kids to a fun fair, 
but it'd be better if I've got a bit of gear in my mm. pocket, you know, all these things. Mm. So what do I hope for? You know, I, I'm quite, I'm getting there with the business, trying to get into, into some family business, but I hope to just be keeping this momentum of this increasing stability that I've got. Love that. This up, up tempo vibe of tomorrow's gonna be a better day, mm. you know, and just to keep maintaining that. Um, if I'm growing every day, where am I going to be in a year's time? Mm. You know, I'm going to be a lot higher than where I am now. So I think it's a gradual process, and I'm happy. I'm happy with where I am now. Mm. So any more than that is just a bonus. Same, I love that. You know. Um, last question, I suppose. What advice would you give to anyone who's in their room, struggling on their own, using all the time, can't stop? What would you say to them? You're not on your own. Mm. You know, um, there's no judgment. You know, if I was to get a phone call now from someone that I do not know, mm. I would happily go and speak to this person yeah. and tell them about me. Mm. They haven't even got to do anything, they've not even got to say anything. They can just listen mm. and then just honestly answer, just say, am I, the, am I like this person? Mm. And, uh, am I have enough? Have I had enough? You know, so if you are on your own and you're feeling that way, you, you ain't alone. Mm. There's no judgment. Mm. You know, I'll come into, into a 12-step fellowship and it's cringing to look back now, but I was using the whole way through it. Mm. And never once was I judged, never once was I told not to come no. back. No. They welcomed me back every single day. Yeah. You know, show me love. If it wasn't for that, I'd still be out there, mm. 100%. Beautiful. You know, so, yeah. Um, I think we'll draw things to a close, pal, but I just want to say a few words of gratitude for you, mate, and the impact that you've had on my life. And. Um, for helping me conquer fears, you know, to try to push forward and, and, and try to do what we're about to do and, and to see how life's going to unfold. But um, it's been a fucking pleasure speaking to you, mate. And, um, yeah, I think we'll end it how we end our meetings, mm. if that's all right with you, the usual way. Yeah, Serenity prayer. Yeah, I'd love that, yeah. Go for it, mate, when you're ready. Yeah, so, um, use the word God as you do or may come to understand and join me in a serenity prayer. God. God. Grant me serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to tell the difference. Amen. God bless. We may refer to the source by different names God, a higher power, the Holy Spirit, or perhaps the cosmos. The source is the entire universe, the unified field. Just received in our and further details of this continuing story. Just received in our and further details of this continuing story.